All right, away we go. It's time for the panel show here on the Friday edition of The Oakley Show. Joining us in studio, our panel this afternoon, Sherry DeNovo, Minister at Trinity St. Paul's Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon. Welcome back, John. So pleased to be here. Thank you. Nice to be back. It's uh, the first Friday in two months, I think. John Capobianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner, and National Practice Lead for Public Affairs in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. He's been in grassroots politics for over 20 years. How's Johnny doing? Doing well, John. Good to have you back. Thank you for that. And Dave Sparrow, National President of ACTRA, the film and TV Actors Union here in Canada. He's run federally for the NDP, municipally in Toronto. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, so great to be here with such an auspicious uh, panel uh, before the long weekend. <laughs> okay, well, listen. Uh, Likewise, Dave. <laughs> you're from a showbiz background. Uh, you tell me, what's going on? We were just talking about this. Very quickly, I'll throw it around the horn, and then we'll move on. Uh, Drake being pictured in this Hell's Angels regalia hoodie with their insignia on it and everything like that. Now, you know, some are saying maybe he ought to return the key to the city he was granted as an ambassador for the six. You know, that's one of his calling cards. And then you've got him being the international goodwill ambassador for the Raptors. Did he cross a line here? He may have crossed a line. I think uh, rather than return the key to the city because he's doing a great job, perhaps he should return the sweatshirt to the Hells Angels, you know. Um, up until today, I thought 81 was nine times nine. So I'm only now learning about the uh, letter combinations. Okay, that's a, a not quite a, as badass a, an organized criminal group, the nine by nines. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, you know what's funny? Uh, you're not a product of the public system where they actually teach this discovery math. You that's right. Know exactly, that. exactly. Road learning made you know that 9 by 9 was 81. Absolutely. Okay, which may be the bigger and better question to ask, but just to, while I'm at it, uh, the Drake situation, I mean, should somebody take a hold of him and say, come on, Drake, uh, straighten up? Dave's, uh, Dave's proof that the curriculum at school <laughs> should be changed, but um, no, my my sense of this is, look, you know, I'm ne- never one to say who what sh- people should be wearing and, you know, freedom of speech and, and you should wear what you want to wear and if it's being sold at stores and it's, uh, it's something, but, but I think what what the issue here is that Drake's a personality uh, and an ambassador of some sorts to Toronto with the key and all sorts of things and the Raptors. And I think that what makes this even more of an issue, John, I think is given the fact that this city has been facing some huge gun violence over the last little while and you're portraying, you've got a shirt of a, of a major bike gang that, that is violent. And uh, that's, I think, is the message that sends, uh, that has people concerned about what he's doing. And I think he actually should not be wearing that kind of stuff. This is, you know, especially in that position that he has with a lot of the followers and especially millennials who look to him for some sort of leadership and, and leadership role. All right, Sherry, quick comment. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a huge role model for our youth and exactly the youth, many of whom are at risk right now. And uh, it's not just gun violence that we've been seeing, it's gang gun violence. So John's absolutely right. Like this is, you know, it's hard to say anything against Drake. I mean, come on, we're Canadians, you got to be proud. But this was a faux pas, and whoever's managing him should say, take the sweatshirt off and send it back. All right. You know, John, it was interesting because you said uh, as a form of expression, you know, expression comes in different forms, obviously. And uh, sometimes, you know, on college or university campuses, certain groups are allowed to speak, others not. Uh, And this is where it got interesting because yesterday, Doug Ford's government signaled by 2019 campuses, colleges, and universities, if they don't allow for unfettered free speech, notwithstanding, of course, the stuff that goes against the hate laws in the country, uh, they're going to withdraw funding. And uh, it's going to be proportional to how egregious the, uh, I guess, the uh, stifling of free speech is. Uh, 
Let's start with you, Dave Sparrow, because this is kind of an interesting development. Some schools are saying, well, what about the autonomy of the university or the college to decide what's appropriate on our campuses? Maybe we want to keep a a pro-life group from setting up here or somebody who may be against gay marriage, for example, an evangelical students group or so on and so forth. Do you think Ford's on the right track? I think uh, Ford's edict is a little Orwellian in you will have freedom of speech or else I'm going to curtail your ability to put on uh, any kind of event um, by cutting your funding. On the other on the other hand, um, I am in the in the right right down the middle on this pretty much, uh, meaning that we do need to give people the opportunity to explore different ideas, but there are some ideas that we've already finished exploring, and we don't need to have them propagated again and again on university campuses. Such as? I, well, I think of that fella who, who basically was... Uh, uh, speaking positively about a rape culture, um, and he was going around to the various universities and and uh, talking about ways to uh, win over women, uh, even when they didn't want that to happen. Oh, yeah, and and so he was basically shunned and not allowed to come and speak at various campuses. We don't need to hear from him, and uh, so we need to be smart. But isn't about that a it slippery not- slope? As soon as you start to say we don't need to hear from him, wouldn't it be a case of uh, so many folks are hip to the fact that this guy's beyond the pale? They'd never even show up to the discussion. And and I'm okay as long as the universities would allow for freedom of assembly of those people who would be against that speaker and would pick it outside and do whatever whatever was necessary in that regard. However, the potential for bringing unrest to the campus is certainly uh, there. I think where we run into problems is with this young lady uh, last last year who basically showed a video and Lindsay Shepard was uh, immediately uh, losing her her position over it. And of course, when they uh, dug through it all, they found that it was a bunch of uh, nonsense and that that was uh, ridiculous that they well, tried yeah. to curtail that. And it was fortunate that she had actually videotaped or uh, audio taped the encounter otherwise mm-hmm. we'd never know that this is the kind of thing that's infiltrated now in academia uh, but let me ask you John Capobianco Doug Ford making this a policy promise that he's going to fulfill next year uh, is he on the right track? Oh I think he's on the right track and I think too it, we, you know, we also have to look to the university leadership and, and when they decide who they want to come and speak and, and you know that they'd have some level of judgment when they actually ask people to come and speak but if you're ever going to um, uh, trade ideas and share thoughts and opinions if you can't do it at university or colleges then where can you do it? I think that's when you need to have that level of exchange of ideas and if schools and, and school leaderships decide that, well, this person is too right-wing or this person is too left-wing and we feel that they're not going to learn much, then you're actually saying, you're actually doing the, the kids a disservice, quite frankly, by making those decisions. So I think Doug has every right to be able to say, look, we're actually, it's we're funding you and we're going to fund you based on the fact that, you know, you, you're going to have to allow some level of freedom of speech here to, to, to carry on. So I think there is, he's right in that regard. Uh, nah, it's Big Brother Doug here on the rampage. Uh, first of all, it was sex ed in, in high schools and, and public schools, and now it's universities he's trying to curtail. And when you talk about free speech, What's when does the government wa- step in to tell academic institutions what is free and what is not? I mean, that's a, a little frightening. And re- remember, you know, uh, there was this fight already. Uh, there is a difference between freedom of speech and hate speech. I mean, there was a huge problem with people denying the Holocaust, if we recall. Is that freedom of speech? 
Uh, is it well, freedom you know of what? speech you, you to, might... to uh, advocate rape, which was happening? Is it freedom of speech to be racist, openly racist or, or um, homophobic? Well, what I is mean, wait a minute? Me, what does the criminal freedom. code call for? Incitement. Incitement is the litmus test of whether or not it's hate speech. It is, but we also have a human rights code, and the human rights code tells us that you know you you, you shouldn't be racist when you're. Uh, okay, I'll okay. give you another you concrete example, Sherry. You know? Sherry, hang on. Mm-hmm. If you've got, as I said to David here, an evangelical group that doesn't believe in gay marriage which is something protected by their charter rights to religious expression, should they not be allowed to form on campus? Well, they do form on campus. Those groups are out and but, about but on you're, campus. What you're saying is that there would be sovereignty for the administration to determine that they could stay off of campus. Well, I, if, first of all, I think that if, uh, again, freedom of speech uh, breaks the Human Rights Code let's say, or comes up against hate speech, then there is a call for the administration to do something. But here's here's the better point, is what call does the government have to do something? Since when should the government come in and tell universities and colleges what they can or cannot when do? Funding them, though, um, when they're funding them. Well, you know, that's a bully move. That's a bully move. If you don't do what we say, we're going to yank the money. Well, we saw I mean, the bully again, move on Lindsay Shepard. If she had not taped that, that would have been a bully move. That's academia in play. And again, Lindsay Shepard would have means at her disposal to challenge that, and everybody always does, right? Really? Why does it? Where is the government's role here to say what can be taught, well, they're, what they're cannot be taught? At unbridled free speech. This is they're they're absolutists. I mean, uh, doesn't. Mm. I would, I would inquire, wait, is this really on the left or is it on the right? My suspicion is what they're concerned about are people that are on the right of the spectrum. Not, not, not being, being heard. Speak. Yes. Well, exactly. I think that's a legitimate concern, isn't it? We, depending what those people on the right, I mean, we, well, then you know again, what you do? Holocaust deniers you, were on the right. You, you, you know? open it up and uh, basically absolute free speech and you take the good with the bad and the odious and so on and so forth, as long as there's no incitement, incitement to violence. Mm-hmm. You deal with it. Wouldn't that be? That's really well, the state of purpose. Denying the Holocaust of, would, would could be argued wasn't a, an incitement to violence, though. It's just denying that it ever happened. Okay, right? well, this so what? Ernst Zundel's point. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay, so what? There was a time where that was permissible, and uh, I don't know that we the wheels came off in society. You just challenged that with more free speech. Isn't that the best answer to it, David? Well, I think that free speech allows for good discourse. It allows for academic uh, concerns to be addressed on both sides of an issue, but when it crosses a line, like Ernst Zundel, um, like, I mean, the Holocaust is the most kind of hyperbolic uh, example, uh, then basically, like I said before, we've already had those discussions. We've arrived at the right conclusions, and society needs to move on and not keep propagating those mythologies over and over again. So what we're going to need somebody to referee, I guess, which is permissible, which is not, uh, set up a whole other quasi-governmental slash administrative body. Uh, All right, well, we'll see how it plays out if, in fact, there are going to be glitches in the rollout next year. Let's come back. There's another case where uh, did the government overreach when it came to cutting down on the number of counselors? Because this one's been sent to the court earlier today. They put it off until uh, sometime early in September when we'll get a ruling. But I'll get a ruling next from the panel. Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, and Dave Sparrow here on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.